1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Harnessing the moisture. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios.
0: TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Romy.
2: With Rami. It sure is on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Today, it's just Judd with Rami and Jonathan Harrison on the other side of the glass. It'll be just Judd with Rami the remainder of the week. Mackie off to Tampa
3: Bay? Orlando. Orlando? Hey, don't sell us short. What do you mean? Just Judd, just Rami. we are, are the heart and soul of this puppy? I mean, that's
2: true. Really, we carry that guy Monday through
3: Friday. I told Matt, I told Maggie, so just Monday this week. <laughs> when Mackie got on yesterday and gave an impassioned defense of Tony Diaz, which he abandoned in about a half hour, I <laughs> yeah, said, he quickly backtracked. I off said, that take one. the next four days off, buddy. Oh, okay. You're burned out. I've never seen Mackie backtrack that quickly. I was
1: going to ask you, Ever. you've been doing the show with him for what, five years now? Is that the quickest you've seen him backtrack on something? You know. Because usually he's kind of stubborn about that. Oh,
3: he's very stubborn. And more so than quickest, it was the way he abandoned it. I mean... Like, he finally just looked at... Romney goes,
4: yeah, you're right. (laughs)
3: I don't think I ever
2: got that. I mean, I'm going to claim that victory because I was the, I was the most impassioned about Tony Diaz yesterday and those awful decisions he made oh, yeah. over the you weekend. Put
1: this victory on your resume, but but
2: I I, I I huge assist to a couple of listeners. I I don't have their names offhand, but a couple of listeners who sent in photo evidence just distinctly proving Phil Mackey wrong, that I then presented to him. Big assist to those guys. I should weed through my mentions to see who they were. There were two pictures that came in that Mackey looked at and had no choice but to just admit that he was wrong. Yeah, but he he abandoned. Like, I was bringing passion and facts and everything that should go into a debate, but without those pictures, I don't know that I get Mackey to completely abandon his stance and admit that he was wrong and I was right. And you were right. I mean...
3: And that's, you're still right about it, and you'll be right till the end
2: of time. It's usually the case. We'll talk with Royce. Oh, Smalley that's not necessarily true. Oh from no, Fox no, no, can... no, no, no. We Sports North
1: at four twenty. No, no, that's not do every true. Wow. Tuesday. He's and uh, rolling through this. Patrick Royce at five forty. <laughs> He's taking this victory <laughs> all the I way said. to the bank.
2: I mean, I got to at this point, don't I? My my whole twins thing is.
1: You gotta get a win when you have. I mean, I'm standing. I'm one. standing
2: by it, but my my twins stance for the season, the whole cut the brakes. Oh, it's and, and everything
1: else, it's it's. Your Timberwolves are gonna get a high draft pick, but that was thing, just a gut thing. No, that was just now a gut thing. This one's starting to crumble. I don't.
2: I don't really. I don't really feel like I was wrong about the Timberwolves because that was just a gut thing. I mean, there, there's no. There's no basis for that. I mean, you didn't listen to prediction. Us. That's true. There was there. I guess there was some history to go. The off kids
3: collapping over your skis, Rami. But with
2: yeah. the twins. Like I, I looked at the two baseball teams, and I still look at the two baseball teams, and I say the Twins are the better baseball team, and they will win this division. Um, but for the first time since April 20th, and by the way, Jonathan, thank you for not opening the show with the Carlos Santana home run yesterday, which Manny did twice to me today. Both the Twins show, the Score North Wild Card Twins show, and the uh, you mean this one? Score North Live Show. Oh, drill. You see, swung and drilled deep left
5: center field. For? This ball is He's off the wall or gone. It is I don't gone. Understand that.
3: That was a slow play by me. Nobody like wants to hear Godzilla. that. Nobody Rami, wants to hear that. Rami, what did you think would, would happen when you just thanked Jonathan for not playing that? When you knew the second that you thanked him I thought him he would take the compliment. <laughs> no!
1: Come on, Rami. I thought
2: he would just take the compliment and You'll say thank again. you and move on. I absolutely do I mean, the don't. crack of that bat The crack of the amazing.
3: bat is good. you got to it. Let's listen to that. Swung on, drilled, deep left center field. You know, as this ball are turning is off the wall It is gone!
2: Like, even though the Scorner's mobile app it. is totally free. Career there are people who are turning it off right 200. now. Turning it off.
3: Well, then you know what? They're,
1: they're what missing a great they're, crack of the bat.
3: They don't want to hear that. They're not facing the reality of the situation. What man? is the reality of the situation, Judd Zell? Right? Enlighten me. The reality of the situation is Cleveland Indians have proven to be an outstanding baseball team for the past two-plus months. And I <clears throat> can't say I'm shocked by the developments of things. But that being said... That being said, we had a lengthy discussion about all of these topics on the, the, uh, now wild card second place twin show. No, it's just the score north wild card twin show. The descending twin show. We had a long discussion about all these things. Anyway, where I think, I think for most of this conversation, you and I are not in lockstep. I think that's fair to say that we would, that we would debate things. But I do think the one place where we are in agreement is this. A lot of people are calling this a collapse. And I don't know how you can call something where the book's not complete yet a collapse yet. So like I'd go one step further. Okay.
2: If they so they have what, seventy one wins right now, forty four games left?
3: Yes, I believe that's all correct.
2: Yep. And it's a pretty favorable forty four games left on the schedule. They have, I think, three or four tough series left on the schedule, but there's a lot of Royals. Tigers white Sox in in these 44 games plenty of it that's absolutely true for them to get fat on so they should in my opinion win two out of three from here on out which would they finish with 101 wins okay that would be amazing Mm-hmm. let's say they finish with anywhere between 95 and 100 wins mm-hmm but aren't in the playoffs that the Indians continue to do what they've done the Rays and the A's both very hot right now and making ground on the Twins, let's say they both pass you and you're not even in the wild card. I know this is very gloom and doomy hypothetical, and I'm the last person who usually get that from. But,
1: say, it sounds like you're ramping up to a highlight again. Even if that happens,
2: if they win 95 to 100 games and don't make the playoffs, that's still not a collapse. That's still not a choke, in my opinion. Okay. All, all you can ask for yep. as a fan of a baseball franchise is that they do just that that they win 95 games or more that will get you into October almost okay. every season, and then you roll the dice in October and hope you can win a few
3: series in a row. I think what, what we should do right now is take some phone calls on what constitutes a collapse, because it's, it is debatable. We all have our ideas. If they don't make the playoffs, come back to me, because I, I've got to see that picture exactly before I pass judgment, because if they don't make the playoffs after being where they were, I really need to see how it doesn't go right for them and how badly they miss by and who passes them and what happens there. But I'm just not I am prepared to say that I think it's very fair to say a team that was up by 11 and a half games on Cleveland in early June and now is a half game behind. That's disappointing. But a collapse, I've got to see the final chapter. Written. And I'm not saying we'll, the epilogue is is writing about the collapse. I'm not saying it w- wouldn't be disappointing.
2: And six five one six four six eight two five five. If you want to get in on this, what would constitute a a collapse or or choking by the Minnesota Twins? You could also tweet us at Score North, S K O R North. I mean, to call it a collapse, should they win ninety five or hundred games or a choke? That's that's analyzing this thing in a vacuum. And pretending that the Indians don't well, exist and and that what they're doing is it
3: remarkable or but extraordinary. We have to see it. Because if they are at 95 wins, they go into the final series of the season, which is against whom? Detroit, I believe? I think it's Detroit. Is Tigers, that right? Yeah. And let's say they lose two of three or something like that. That's a pretty big collapse still. So I need to see it. I can't I can't judge it, but all I know that is That'd be really hard to swallow, but still I'm only I'm gonna judge call it, it a collapse. I'm gonna then. judge
2: it on hundred and sixty two games and if you won ninety five to hundred games even if and I'm not saying you should be happy about it. I'm not here searching for moral victories. That's not at all what I'm doing. And just so we're clear, I still think they win this division. We're just exploring this hypothetical as we ask you the question 6516468255, what would constitute a collapse or a choke for you by the Minnesota Twins who are now in second place for the first time since April 20th. I'm not looking for moral victories. I'm not saying you should be happy about it if the season was to end that way. But one hundred and sixty-two games gives you the best sample size that exists in the world of pro sports. Even if they should lose two of three to the Tigers, to end up on the outside then it, looking then in. That's a choke job. I'm still going to no, judge them cho- on the hundred and sixty-two games. Uh, no, no, no. And the when fact the pressure, that they
3: won ninety-five to hundred. If you can't, if you go into that series against the Tigers and that is your your ticket to the playoffs, and you lose two of three or get swept, that's a choke job. You choked. The pressure was on, and and you choked. But I need to see it. I can't sit here right now and say that, that this is a collapse. You are a half game out. Not like you've fallen 10 games back. You're a half game out. But I'm just prepared at this point for however this plays out is not going to surprise me. And I don't have huge expectations now. I don't. But I don't have them because, as we discussed on the Twin show, too, the areas that we said had to be addressed to make us feel comfortable, we're not all addressed. So so I can't say I'm surprised. I can't can't sit here in good conscience and tell you, Rami, I'm absolutely positively shocked. I'm not. I'm not. Since that Yankee series, a lot of the pitching has played out, starting, especially starting pitching, has played out exactly as I feared it might. But again, that's analyzing that in a vacuum. The only real
2: criticism that you can make of the Twins when you talk about going out and getting starting pitching is that that they didn't pony up for Marcus Stroman and outbid the New York Mets. Because other than that, Zach Granke wasn't coming here. That's true. He had a no-trade clause. Uh, Who was the other pitcher? trade? Trevor Bauer wasn't coming here. The Indians weren't trading him in the division.
3: But you could have gotten uh, secondary starters on the market to replace a guy like Martin Perez. You, you think so You didn't do anything. We think so, but who has moved that we so that we actually know the price? Well, who, who's the guy that the, the Reds traded to the As Homer Bailey is that correct? And that's not going to knock your socks off and certainly be great, but it's an upgrade on Martin Perez. So that's where I fall right now, but I certainly can't sit here and say it's a choke or it's a collapse. You need to see how August 13th. And you
2: could you're, you're saying you could envision a scenario. Absolutely. Where they win 95 or 100 games, and you're going to come on these airwaves and say they choked.
3: If you go in, if you play Detroit in that last series, and and that is your, as I said before, ticket to the playoffs, and you lose two of three, or God forbid, for your sake, get swept, then I will come on these airwaves and say, that was a (laughs) choke, That was embarrassing. But I also, also, flip side of that, would be very surprised if, if that's the story, Detroit's awful. They are a really bad baseball. They're team. awful baseball team. So if we come on and talk about that, if that occurs, I think we're all going to be and the fan base for sure is going to be with that one in absolute shock. They in absolute shock. But Cle- you know what? Cleveland, man, I told you this. That pitching, you saw it too. I mean, Cleveland's really good. They've got pitching. they've got they've got starting pitching. Their bullpen's good, although Brad Hand has now blown two saves in two days, which could mean that he's wearing down a bit. But uh, that starting pitching's impressive. Oh, it's damn impressive. The The Twins got Martin Perez against the Brewers, and Cleveland's got Clevenger against Boston. I'll take Clevenger against Boston any day of the week. Who's pitching for Boston, though? Sale, who's not had a good year. And neither has
2: Brewers starting pitching. So oh. I think we're in for a slugfest these next couple of days. Brewers are hot. I think they've won five of six.
3: Uh, but
2: they are no. not pitching well.
3: I stand corrected here. I stand... I'd like to make a correction real quick. The Twins will close the season with three games in Detroit and then three games in KC. Either way. Lose five of six. That's, still, a, that's a that's choke job of epic proportions. Don't even put that out there. Don't put that bad juju out there. I, I just put it out there. I don't know
2: why I enjoy it. I was just asked... By one of the girls in our office, if I ever get tired of talking to the guys I talk to all day on the radio. Of course not. I said no until now. Until right
3: now with you two. Why? We're only trying to help. I told We're you trying this to before. Be a realist. We're trying to help you. Welcome to Minnesota Sports yeah. Therapy. It's an ongoing process, man. I don't expect you to get it today. The you get history there eventually. The history. In this case, I know we
2: should know history so it does not repeat itself. Thank you. Blah blah blah. Thank you. But in this case, That's right. the history He's has no there, has no bearing. No, I'm talking about like big picture things, like racism. We can't forget history because otherwise it will repeat itself. But I'm talking when we talk about this, the success or failure mm-hmm. of Minnesota sports. I don't know why Jonathan just turned off his mic and backed away when I said we shouldn't be racist. Like is that a controversial stance? No, it's Should not. I not say that? No, it was uh, a
3: sports part. Okay. <laughs>
2: um No, you're right about the first part. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. The the history of Minnesota sports has no bearing. Like Jake Odorizzi said, they're not sitting there and thinking about what's happened in the past. They don't care. It has no bearing on those guys in that clubhouse right now. That sounds really good, and I'd like to agree. Like, are, do you believe in some sort of mystic power that hangs over Minnesota sports and won't let you in, be happy?
3: I believe in yeah. weird sports karma. Absolutely. <laughs> I saw. I believe the sports god hate this state. We yeah. saw a quarterback's you leg, so a young, damaged. upcoming quarterback's <laughs> leg, snap in two on a football a young, field when he dropped back to pass. That's terrible after, that he broke after his after leg. The best
1: preseason of his life after coming off of a great year the previous year, guys, and his leg snaps.
3: You know what? I'm going to throw out a poll There's right now. No. Terrible, why it terrible that he broke I'm his out leg. From what I
2: understand, Teddy Bridgewater is really nice guy, stand up <laughs> quarterback. But he was a mediocre do you have collar,
1: quarterback. a I mean, Stop! Damn. That was what you lost. Oh, you're bringing. This that's up what again. you lost when you broke. When you broke it, you Collar's lost a mediocre. You lost us. a mediocre quarterback. He just he's All gonna right?
3: draw. He's gonna st- pull over on the shoulder now and start tweeting us. Hold on a second here. I Still think that's illegal? Okay, how can I phrase as long this? As the cars running, How running. can I phrase this question about uh, about uh, sports Minnesota history. sports? Yeah. Do you believe... does does Do believe Minnesota,
1: Minnesota sports is cursed?
3: <laughs> no, does,
2: that's a truth. Ask, does Minnesota sports history have any bearing on Minnesota sports
3: now? On Minnesota sports present? On, present. On, on local teams present? Yes. And I'm only including, because the, the Lynx have championships, so it's not fair to include them, Vikings, Twins, Wild, and Wolves, okay? I'm not even going to include Gophers at this point, because who cares? <laughs> You've got point. 60 years of that. Yeah, and, and well, and... There's a difference between being cursed and, and inept for years. Um, well, then why are you including the Wild? Because they're just w- one of the four major men's teams that we think of. Seem to be inept right now. They are inept right now. But anyway, okay, I'm going to put that out there. I'm going to make sure that I am have the proper use of bearing because I am a journalist, Damn it!
2: <laughs> while you do that, let me go to Dan yep. in Brooklyn Park while you spell check. and I just did it. Error check. Dan, you're on uh, Mackey and Judd with Rami. What's up, man?
5: Yes, well, amazingly enough, I agree with Rami put a roof on a mat, Law.
2: Thank you, sir. <laughs>
5: and, and, uh, it's, it's just too early to call it a choke. It's happened too many times. They're 11 and a half up two months into the season. It's happened many times before the A's 10 or 12 years ago were a pick to finish in the bottom. On 4th of July, they're seven games ahead. And finally, after everyone poo-pooing them, yes, Cover of Sports Illustrated. The A's are for real. They go like twenty-eight and fifty-four the rest of the season. The Twins would have to do that to be at a collapse. For it to be a collapse, plus those eleven games at the very end of the season with the cellar suckers, we can lose two out of three to Detroit or Kansas City because we're going to be four or five ahead at that point.
3: Appreciate the call and the optimism. Hold on a second. Thank I you, agreed Dan. with Dan too. I said you can't write the story
2: yet. That's my point. But you you didn't say it as optimistically as Dan did.
3: No, That's I didn't. All. Or you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because I know better. <laughs> it's like a balloon. You just get popped if you do that too optimistically. Wow. wow. Okay, does Minnesota sports history have any bearing on local teams present? And then in parentheses, Vikings, Twins, Wild Wolves? Yes, no. Uh, it's out there. That's right. at Jay's Zolgad. At Jay's Zolgad, right. Yep, go ahead and vote. One without the blue check mark because i actually put put out a this is true i actually put out a twitter poll this morning which you can refer to right now if you want which does actually give you support as far as optimism uh, let me see if i can get that up quick I
2: basically should. do you have it up jonathan you just had a look on your face no, no you just gave me a drop oh okay um basically You're a child. i don't have it in front of me but i can find it 65% of people were saying that either they will win the division or that they're caut- cautiously optimistic and about twenty five percent were saying it's Viking season. Yes, those were the results of your poll. It was. I'm. It was. There we go. I got it in front of me now. Okay. Uh, the Twins have fallen a half game behind Cleveland and aren't in first place for the first time since late April. So Minnesota sports fans, how do you feel? Like I said, twenty eight percent Twins will win the division. Thirty eight percent. I'm cautiously optimistic. Ten percent. I'm done with them. And twenty four percent. It's Viking season. That's not too bad. That's not bad at all. That's a optimistic fan base right fa- there. And I
3: think that's very fair.
2: I think that's very fair. Agreed, cuz this is a very good baseball team and they're going to close out strong
3: and they're going to win this division. Uh well, Cruz it, it, Cruz is coming back. Hopefully Buxton is too soon. This team will score, this team should continue to score lots of runs, right? Yes. I don't think you can say that it's a, it's a right now to me it's not a very complete baseball team. But if you can win 11-8, God bless you for that. The pitching really does scare me, in all seriousness. I get it. The, the starting pitching really does frighten me. God, I get it. You know, that that start by Gibby on Thursday was positively deflating to, to watch. And, and I get if you put him against, let's say, the Royals or the Tigers or White Sox now, it might be fine. But as far as my confidence, my confidence in him is thoroughly shaken right now. In Perez, unless we see something very different tonight, it's basically gone. You know what? Pineda. I, we said this before Pineda got, got hurt, and he's eligible, I think, now to come off the uh, injured list. And it probably will be, he'll pitch at some point in time this weekend in Texas. I thought he was their second best starter when, when he got hurt. I was just going to say that. This sounds crazy so to this say. Can continue, but... If if he can continue to be solid, that's great. Brios, I do trust. Yeah, The stuff is not as good, but I still trust him. Uh, but Perez, no, I'm pretty much out on him. Gibby really, really shook me. And Odo, I want to know which one we're going to consistently get now. I think the last two or three times out, he's been pretty good. solid. But I am not. But I see that Cleveland pitching staff and see Kluber coming back and say, as far as the starters go, that is incredibly solid. And the Twins, I say, you got a couple guys probably, but I'm not sold. But yeah, you're right. If you can score 12 runs again... Which you perhaps can? Oh, they can. In this league? They still got that.
2: With that ball? You can. We'll see what Roy Smalley thinks. The former twin, now of uh, Fox Sports North, is going to join Mackie and Judd with Rami right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. But first, I'm going to tell you about my friends at MyPillow. Judd Zolgad, Rami here from MyPillow, and they have some incredible offers for you. That's right. I said offers with an S. MyPillow wants to thank you. Multiple offers, Judd. Wow. Okay. They want to thank you for making things so, so good for my pillow. They have seven offers right now. All using just one promo code, including a couple of products I have familiarized myself with. The MyPillow body pillow, which usually goes for $85.68, just $29.99. And of course, you can still get a two-pack of MyPillow premium pillows for the all-time low price of $69.98. That's just $34.99 per pillow. That's two of seven deals that you can get right now. If you go to MyPillow.com and just need to use one promo code, NORTH, that's MyPillow.com with the promo code NORTH and get a MyPillow body pillow for $29.99 or a two-pack of premium MyPillows for just $69.98. Huge savings on seven of MyPillow's most popular products right now at MyPillow.com. Use the promo code NORTH at checkout. Save big now on your favorite pillow products. You can also give them a call at 800-620-4439 or go to MyPillow.com
1: and use the promo code NORTH. Join Dan Terhaar and myself this Wednesday for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United and the Colorado Rapids. That's tomorrow if you can't keep track of days of the week. Pre-game at 6.30 p.m. with kickoff at 7 right here on Score North on AM 1500. ScoreNorth.com and the very free Score North mobile app. Royce Smalley is brought to you by Doug's Power Equipment up in Blaine. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the
2: all-new Score North on 1500scorenorth.com. And joining us now, as he does every Tuesday right around this time, former twin, now part of the Fox Sports North broadcast of Twins Baseball. It is Roy Smalley. Roy, for the first time in a long time that we've been talking to you, I cannot say part of the first-place broadcast of Twins Baseball on Fox Sports North. It's a it's it's a sad day for, for Twins fans to stay, isn't it?
4: Well, I've been worried about you. I, I, I don't know if you'd... <laughs> Had a leap from the careening car that the yet <laughs> or uh, since you don't have any brakes?
2: No, Roy, actually, I've, I've said this, that the brakes are still cut on this bad boy because when I cut the brakes on this thing, I wasn't saying that the Twins would win this division or run away with it easily. I was just saying that the Indians won't play 12 games better than the Twins in the remainder of the schedule, and I still stand by that. I think the Twins win this division, and the Indians won't play 12 games better baseball than you did from the point when I cut the brakes.
4: Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I am am totally on board with with that. I think they win the division.
3: Uh, Roy, though, the the point is uh, the Indians beat the Red Sox in the bottom of the ninth last night with uh, Carlos Santana walking it off. And Cleveland is now forty three and seventeen since June third. And I got to say, after watching uh, the four games here over the weekend, the one place where I am completely enamored with Cleveland, that starting pitching staff, which is going to get Corey Kluber
4: back, is really, really good. They're really good, and that's why you could never have counted them out. Uh, We talked about that, you know, all season long, and over one hundred and sixty two games, generally pitching wins. And they've got really good pitching, and and you know when they they have so much that they were able to go out and really address the biggest need they, that they had, which was a bit more right-handed offense by by trading uh, uh, Bauer. And when you can give up a guy like Bauer uh, and still feel um, you know confident uh, in your pitching staff, then then you know you're loaded with pitching. Everybody was trying to was trying to get pitching, and when you have it, boy, you can make just exactly the right deal. And Cleveland made a good deal there. They're going to... They're going to play well down the stretch because of the way they pitch, and the Twins are going to have to match them on the mound just a little bit better.
2: Yeah, and Roy, a, a lot of Twins fans since the trade deadline, disappointed with what they did or, or didn't do to to improve this squad, want to compare the Twins to the Indians. But when you look at their situations at the trade deadline, completely different. The Indians were basically the only contending team That had pitching to spare and were looking for offense. Almost every other contender was in the exact opposite position. So the market sort of came to the Indians, where the Twins were in a very competitive market for pitching.
4: Well, that's exactly right. That's my. uh, It's kind of my point. When you have pitching, uh, you uh, you own the game. And uh, in terms of the trade deadline, and they were the the uh, trade did come to them in a very in a very. uh, successful uh, way whereas everybody else was trying to stuff themselves into a trade somehow and uh, a lot of players a lot of players meeting teams uh, in the market for the uh, small amount of really quality pitching that, that was uh, available for trade
3: uh, Perez will start tonight for the twins against the Brewers Roy as you watch him pitch now, is there any reason to think in your mind that he can uh, turn things around? Because he obviously got off to the great start and was fantastic, but the last uh, month plus has been tough. Teams obviously adjusted uh, to what he was doing to find success in 2019. Is there, are there things now in your mind that he can do to at least, if not completely get back to where he was, turn the tide a little bit towards himself?
4: Yeah, there are uh and I think he knows uh he knows what they what they are. At least one thing I read that he said that uh he was, he has not been commanding his fastball on the inside corner uh to right handers uh, nearly enough and that's that's absolutely true. When he was good, he was throwing it at 94, 95 on either uh, side of the plate which uh made hitters swing at the cutter on the inside part of the plate that, that broke, you know, down into their into their hands. And they got in such a hurry with fastball and cutter that the changeup was real effective. So it all, it all fed on it uh, each other. All those pitches fed on e- on each other. Um, but in this uh, in this streak where he's been, where he hasn't pitched well, it's it's clear that his fastball command hasn't been as good. And the the big problem with pitchers who throw a cutter, the big misunderstanding in in my view, I, I, this is a long-held view of mine that it you know the the cutter is the very best pitch in baseball if your name is mariano rivera (laughs) and if you're not maria if your name's not mariano rivera then you have to be very uh very discerning about when you use the the cutter because a cutter for a strike is just like a mediocre fastball and it gets hit a long ways and to think that uh, well, this guy might be looking for a fastball, so I better throw him something else. I'll throw him a cutter. It just means he's looking for a fastball, and he gets a real meat one, right? You know, right in the middle of the plate, and he takes the one that that breaks, you know, that breaks in. So, to answer your question directly, now I, I would say he needs to he needs to get back to throwing his ninety four, ninety five mile an hour fastball a lot, uh, majority of the time, fastballs and change ups. And throw cutters when he can afford for it not to be a strike, and make the cutter be a perfect pitch or or, or ball, you know, or, or a ball inside, you know, or le- outside to left hand hitters. But he's he, the guys with cutters when they have some success with it, they fall in love with that cutter, and then it is, sure enough, they'll walk somebody and throw a cutter in the middle of the plate, and it's a two-run home run, and 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 there you go.
2: Talking with Roy Smalley of Fox Sports North here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. An- another pitcher who some have expressed some concern over, both the guy I'm sitting across from, Judd Zolgad, and multiple people in my Twitter timeline, pointing out a drop in velocity for Jose Barrios, and he obviously had the nine-run outing uh, a couple of outings ago I don't really worry too much about it when you look at Barrios' game log Roy he's as reliable as any starter in baseball if you're asking for 6 or more innings and 3 or less runs he delivers that as often if not more often than than most pitchers in baseball how much does the drop in velocity versus the actual production on the mound uh, uh, concern you
4: It it concerns me a little bit and and it with a with an asterisk uh, you know with with this Caveat: He's he's throwing an awful lot of two seam fastballs, which is the the other term for you know trying to make the ball move, sink or tail uh, into right handers away from left handers, <clears throat> and that's what's being, been thrown ninety ninety one ninety two and and I, I I wish that he would uh, he would go more with the four seam fastball again the four seam fastball and the changeup and use that wipeout curveball. As a wipeout pitch, it, he he throws a lot of curveballs, uh, and and his fastball is kind of like well I want I want him to hit the ball on the ground, but a sinker is not a great like kind of like a cutter a sinker in the middle of the plate is uh, is not a great pitch the best the best sinkers are all they always end up as as below or inside the strike zone and and um, I, I I would like to see him even if his velocity is down a little bit. His four seamer is more like ninety three ninety four that's that's enough different with he with the change up in curveball that he has that I, i'd like to see him i'd like to see him back there uh, personally but uh, again uh we're you, you, we're we're nitpicking i'm nitpicking here a, a bit because all, everything that you say about him in terms of reliability has been has been the case but down the stretch here there are going to be uh, there are going to be times when you know he needs to be he needs to be better than three runs in six innings and and um so we'll we'll hope that he's uh, that he's up to that
3: so in in the end with brios roy in your opinion is his arm just tired because it just it does look like and and he said from that braves game adjusts a lot and makes makes smart and good adjustments but is this just a august tired arm do you think
4: you know i really don't i really don't know i i'm you know, if it is, I mean, there's not a lot you can right. you can do about it. So, you know, I I really I really don't know if that's the case. So, I'm going to assume that it's that it's not the case. And and for me, what what I, where I come from, when I I've watched Barrios all season long, and as good as he is, with as great a stuff as he has, hitters just look too comfortable in the box against him to me. I, and I and they shouldn't. He's got too good of stuff for them to look you know that comfortable. And I I think that. Demands a, a, a bit of a change with a fastball, I think he has to throw the four seamer I think he has to throw what I call angry fastballs uh, in under guy 's hands and chins and and not i don 't mean brushback pitches or anything, but I mean come inside right and come inside uh hard and 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 do it often and let and let people know that uh, they can't they can 't be that comfortable against stuff that 's that good and and then that will open up the outside part of the play it'll open up everything else for him and i i just wish he's around the plate you watch him he's around the plate all the time guys walk up to the plate and know they're going to get something right in the middle at some point in time during the bat they're going to get a really good fastball to hit and they are ever ready for it and i just i'd like to see him change that hitter mindset just a little bit
3: exactly all right the weekend that was your thoughts on tony diaz the third base coach for the twins First of all, on Saturday, he sent Crone from second base against Puig's arm, which I still don't get. But more importantly, sending Adrian's on Sunday with a potential winning run in the bottom of the ninth there. As a veteran baseball guy, your thoughts on those two decisions by the third base coach?
4: If that well, I I frankly didn't see the the one. I understand that you know it. I know he's got I've seen Puig's cannon, and and I, everybody knows he's got a he's got a great arm, and and I, but I I couldn't really comment on that because I did I didn't see it. But I but uh, I was at the game uh, on Sunday, and I will tell you that any other inning, in any other situation, Tony would have held the runner uh, there with uh, with only one out, but. You've just beaten the odds. I, I'm so my answer is I'm okay with him sending because you, you can't you can't wait until the play is over to to have an opinion. You have to have an opinion right now when it's happening. And I know that it looked like uh, if they do everything right that they're going to throw the runner out. But you just have in just. Completed an incredible comeback to tie the game against one of the best relievers in the league by get guys getting all kinds of whacking the ball around the field. You you've beaten the odds and you've got a chance to win the game right now. There's a chance if they don't if they don't make the play, you win the game. You don't have to worry about whether Jonathan Scope can hit a sacrifice fly or whether uh, they uh, he makes an out and and uh, Kepler whether Kepler can do it. Uh, you know, you, i against a left-hander. I mean, you, you just, you don't know that. What you do know is there's a chance you're going to win the game right now. Just steal it right away from the, uh, from the Indians. And I, I really, uh, you know, I like, I, I like to play. In the eighth inning, I don't like it. In the seventh inning, I don't like it. If the score's different, uh, I don't like it. But in that situation right there, when you have a chance to, to win the game, if he had not sent him and, uh Lindor had bobbled the ball or the throw had skipped by the catch or something, and we'd all be saying, oh, why didn't he send him? We, we would have won. We would have had an incredible win here. They made a great play. Lindor's a great player. He made a great throw. If he doesn't make that throw, the play is really close. I liked it myself.
2: See, Roy, I, I see it almost exactly the opposite. If it's any other inning, I'd probably send him. But in the ninth inning, with only one out and potentially runners on second and third, I'm holding him because, to me, it comes down to this what gives me the better chance to win? Adrianza's legs or the bats that have been so good for you this year, including Max Kepler, who's two batters away, and two, maybe three chances at getting one of those two guys across the plate rather than just the one chance you had after after ha- after suffering the out-at-home plate?
4: Okay.
3: All right. That's Roy Smalley. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. I got a question, though. Just for, from your... Your experience, Roy, and having been around the sport for so long, how tough is that job? Because that is a oh, it's job it's got to be because an, an, that, that's incredibly difficult. An, because to me, it seems like a really easy job until it's not.
4: <laughs> it's, I'm a, it's an incredibly difficult job, and I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't take it. You couldn't pay Nothing. me enough to you know, to be it, to be that. You know, it's it's that and the and the hitting coach, the two worst jobs in the game, because you get very little credit. Uh, when things, you know, that's the classic case of when things are going well, that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And when things are going badly, then you suck. Um, and it's all your fault. And that's a really hard, uh, job coaching, uh, third base. And you're right. For the most part, the plays, the decisions look relatively benign yes. and, and pretty easy to make. But I'll tell you what, I mean, if you're out there, you you know, you can, you can be on the line like a closer, Right. And and the only thing is that you know, closer, you go a really good closer is gonna cl- save forty games and he's gonna blow two or three and you go, Well, you know, he saved forty, he only blew two or three, that's great. The third base coach can do everything right and he gets two or three of those wrong and they want everybody wants him fired. Best
3: th- third base coach in your time playing that you saw or played for, basically.
4: Oh man. Um I don't. I don't recall having um, anybody. You, well, you know who was really good. Frankly, uh, Tom Kelly was really good yep. before he got the manager job. Kelly, TK was a uh, was an excellent third base coach. He, he really was. I. I'd say. Except for the times that, that Gene Mock decided he wanted to coach third for, for, for crazy reasons. Um, <laughs> um, I, I would say that, uh, that TK was probably the best, the, the best that I played for. And
2: that's former I'd twin win. Roy Smalley, our guest every Tuesday, and catch him on the broadcast of Twins Baseball on Fox Sports North. Always a pleasure, Roy. Thank you so much. Thanks, Roy. Yeah,
4: thanks, guys. Talk thanks, to to
2: Roy Smalley. Mackey, and Judd with Rami back after this.
0: Hey, everyone. It's Phil Mackey here for Luther Brookdale Toyota on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Toyota's national clearance event is going on right now, and my friends in that showroom area have some great deals on Highlanders, Tundras, Corollas, and America's number one SUV, the RAV4. Right now, you can get 0% financing for 60 months or a $2,500 rebate on 2019 Highlanders, or 0% financing 60 months and a $3,000 rebate on the 19 Tundra, or how about this, $219 a month on a lease with that 2019 RAV4. Or if you want to go even lower, how about one hundred eighty nine dollars a month on a lease for a two thousand twenty Corolla? See dealer for details. Lots of other great specials on all your favorite Toyotas. Stop over tonight, six ninety four on Brooklyn Boulevard. You can save big, and you can meet the people that have been helping my family for thirty plus years. The website is Luther Brookdale Toyota. Hey, Sports.
1: here at Score North. Time for the Score North download. And if you somehow missed it, we had to change the name of the Score North. Used to be First Place twin Show. I know Rami's. It's now the
2: uh, Score North Wild Card Twins Show. It's still live from Bombasota and we're still counting
1: magic numbers. Well, for the wild card. That's because this happened last night. What? Swung and drilled deep left center field. This ball is off the wall. It is gone.
2: It is hurting my heart. He's. Career home run number 200. A walk-off game a winner stands, for I Santana.
3: So that put them in first place alone, right? Yep. By a half game? Yep, by a half game. Right. Did, Central. Ju- did,
2: did Danny Cunningham body snatch all of you? Why is everybody around here taking
3: such great joy in this? I'm not taking joy in it. This is the
1: second day in, mm-hmm. in a row. See, I'm just not taking it it. the no, 4 no, o'clock no. score
3: north download. Acceptance of the situation is not joy. <laughs> It's acceptance of the situation. Back away from the mic.
1: Well, the Twins have a chance Carry to on. respond tonight in Milwaukee against the Brewers. That game starts at seven ten p.m. That's been your score north download. Now back to Judd
3: and Rami today. You no sure Rocky. you're done?
2: I don't want to interrupt. You want to hear it oh, again? A little bit download.
3: You want to hear it again? No. Okay. Did you guys see how we're we're gonna have to uh, watch tomorrow afternoon's game from Milwaukee? It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube TV. That's awesome. Well, I have YouTube TV. No, like, no, no, like YouTube. Oh, I have to TV watch actually. it on regular YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want. To, I don't want to. Oh, that. that's right. Okay, so it's not YouTube TV because no, that, that would mean TV's that you can the put it. the service. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Do it's, we like this? Is, it, is this yeah. the same as last year with Facebook? Is that I mean, what yes, this is? But it's better run. Yeah.
2: The okay. Facebook broadcasts were... because
1: it's Facebook, it's terrible.
2: They were kind of shabby. They were like low, low budget broadcasts. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't have all the camera angles. The sound was off a
3: little bit. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Okay. I, I
3: didn't enjoy the like you know the, know the, I, the, I the announcers were good.
2: Because like, he was a guest on my show at the time. The announcers were Glenn good. Glenn Perkins
3: actually did some games, too, for Facebook last year. Oh, did he? Our own Glenn Perkins did, yeah. He was Well, uh, then in that case, they analyst. were good. But... No, no, but The but production seriously, could have been bad. The
2: announcers That's were fair. good, but the production was right. not Was not great. Yeah. It was like they, they were cutting corners.
1: Facebook cut corners? What? No. What is this? They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't
2: do it with your private information. And Russians probably got all your information yeah. just from watching the game. That's uh, what it is.
3: The Russians are baseball fans.
2: My guy, Judd Zolged, they? at Jay Zolged on Twitter. What was the movie? It was an HBO movie. There was a Russian baseball team. What? Oh, man. I really liked it. I watched it a lot. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Tell us what it I'm was. I'm not even
3: kidding. I don't
1: remember the whole plot. Russian baseball team. Yeah. See
2: if you can get an answer for me Well I talk about Judd's, uh, Judd's Twitter poll. He asked less than half the an hour comrades ago. Comrades of
1: Summer.
3: Comrades of Summer. When was this on? Good movie. It's from uh, 1992. Know. A good movie, dude, or at least Oh, so you were just a kid, twelve year old, twelve year old me thought. Good movie, dude. You know what? Get outside and Joe play, Mantana. okay? Oh, Joe Montana! <laughs> Joe Montana's in it. Yes, Joe Montana's. Yes, fantastic. it's all coming back to Criminal me now. Criminal Minds, right now. Yeah, Joe. You a want fan. the description of
1: this, please? A disgraced manager of the Seattle Mariners baseball team, Sparky Smith, finds work in
5: Russia.
1: <laughs> what? trying to almost spit his Diet Coke. Why did you just say Sparky Smith? Yeah,
5: that's true. That's <laughs> character. Oh!
1: Yes, Sparky keep going. Smith finds work in Russia running their Olympic team after the fall of the Soviet Union, dealing with the culture shock and the harsh reality that the team is far from being a great one. Sparky somehow manages to get the players into fighting shape while also settling into his new life abroad. But is his team of rugged misfits good enough to take on... The Mariners in an exhibition game?
2: You know what it basically was? It was cool runnings, but with baseball and Russians. Instead of bobsledding Bob and Jamaicans.
3: <laughs> so, spoiler alert since this is 1992, did they beat the Mariners? I have no idea. I don't remember. I couldn't tell you. I
2: didn't even remember this me, was the plot wait, wait, until Jonathan me, wait, wait, wait wait wait
3: you ta- wait. Wait, wait. I just remember loving the second. movie. When you tell me I watched it a bunch of times I and, just, and you can't it. tell me what the I end was. I was 12. Yeah, I saw Slapshot in 6th grade. I can recite lines. I mean, there are certain movies. And I can tell you what happens. They win at the end. It didn't leave that
2: that much of an impression on me, obviously. We forgot
3: that. Well, Wikipedia
1: left out in the quick Snapchat I saw in the quick Google search. Sparky also falls in love with young Russian girl Tanya Uh, Belova. Played by? Does it say? doesn't say. I don't remember. Uh, I can't pronounce her name. I don't
3: remember the love interest.
1: Natalia Nagoda?
3: I have no idea who that why is. Why does every movie have to have that, too? You know, every She's, movie doesn't have to have love a love, love story. I agree. Right. Like, just get rid of them half the or time.
4: Or TV
2: shows. No, I know. But they crowbar like, that into every why sitcom. Don't? Larry David was ready to walk away from Seinfeld because they wanted to force the Jerry Elaine thing onto the writers really? at NBC. And he said, I will quit. Actually, he said, I quit. He walked. He left. He left the show. And then NBC said, fine. Did Jerry cool and Elaine
3: date at one point? Yes. I on the show, or, or was it assumed before, before the show? Before the show, that's what I said. But they never, they never dated on the show. They right? had there was an episode where they had a friends with benefits agreement. Yeah, I remember that. But I'm just saying, as far as there, there was no, there was never an official storyline. No, okay, thank God. But that's I don't what understand friends. Why. That's
2: what ruined friends. Oh yeah, well yeah, true. Friends was a funny sitcom until it Ross became all about Ross and Rachel. Well, and
3: Ross was annoying. That character, that character by da- Schwimmer was annoying. Like, was it Trimmer? or was it the character, or was it actually both of them? David is a good combined. actor. Okay, well, then his character his was, His character too, and was, she, and, and you know what she was, too? Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, yeah. Attractive gal, don't get me wrong, but they could have, when they They were both kind two, of annoying. Yeah. I'm with Judd on this. They were annoying. I, I
1: don't I think the characters were annoying, yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah
2: I'm not talking about the people. Both okay. well, seem like fine I'm people. Really
3: confused in, there. Although she is... Fine thespians. I, I can't decide what I think thespians. of her as an actor. Or actress. She's good. She's great. She's been really good in some stuff, and other stuff, she's not that good in.
2: Well, I think she's just been in some not so good stuff, which is going to happen anytime you're a romantic comedy lead, male or female. You're going to end up in some bad movies. That's Matthew McConaughey.
3: I feel like if she's put in his entire career, I feel I feel like if if she's put into secondary roles, she's pretty good. But if she has to carry too much of the workload, it's over. It's not as it's like she's been really good. In roles where I don't feel that she's the clear cut star, and when I feel that they're trying to separate her to be a star, I'm not nearly as enamored with her acting. I'm trying to remember it and that's movie a right serious now. breakdown i mean that was that's as deep as I'm going to possibly go on the <laughs> cinema. <laughs> She was in office space. She was great in office yeah, space, but but awesome. it's a but it's a secondary role. True.
2: She was the lead in. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember the title of the movie. I'm trying to find it right now. It was a small indie film, and she was like a uh, like a grocery store clerk. I saw it in the got theater. And she's great. She's awesome in it. I think she might have got some but you kind know what? Of nomination. It's not funny. It. No, it's. A, I don't.
3: Here's my contention. It had funny it had funny elements. Yeah, but here's my contention. I don't think she's that funny, but I think she can act. And I, think she's oh. a, and I think she's a little bit... When, when she's a little bit sorry and it's sad, she's better. Adam
2: Sandler's new movie, co-starring Jennifer Aniston on Netflix. Was hilarious. I thought it was oh, hilarious. Was that hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's so really funny. Fun. So, so funny. Okay. Back to Judd's poll on Twitter. <laughs> at Jay's hell again. Which Thank you. You put it up, uh, what, like 35 minutes ago? Yep. Your numbers, really. I know I do this often, but your numbers astonish me sometimes 529 votes in 35 but in 35 minutes the question does Minnesota sports history have any bearing on local teams present parentheses Vikings twins wild and wolves and 54 percent of you are brainwashed to believe yes it does 46 percent of you say no you have 55 I just refreshed this
3: 448 votes right now I've got 55 45 hashtag when will no, Ryan learn mine is more current okay I'm
2: at 529 votes and fifty four percent. Man, popular saying yes. Either- <laughs> no blue check mark though. It's
3: crazy. No blue. I, I know. Whoa. You know what? Twitter catch I was up. Just okay. This in
2: <laughs> Twitter catch up. I got to get something. You got how many followers? Like thirty four thousand. Oh, never mind. Um, Daniel has a great point in response to that. He says, "Quote from all your money management ads, Josh Arnold. <laughs> Past performance may not be an indicator of future results." Unquote. And he's right. They have no bearing on the actual results. Keep reading the
3: comments. There's some but interesting comments.
2: I will say this.
1: Enough,
2: Minnesota tweets in response to that poll. He has the best point in the whole thread for the pro, pro-jud pro in this. Yeah. People who are saying yes, the past smart guy. does have a, a bearing on now. He tweets He's, me a lot. He says, I'm saying yes only because we have the same owners guiding those teams and decisions. That's a fair point. Mm-hmm. When we talk about the history and what bearing it has on these current teams... It's a fair point to say they they all have the same ownership that was in place for the disappointments. That I can't, I can't argue with that. Although, the, how, how many of the disappointments have the Wilfs
3: been owning the Vikings for? Not all of them. That goes way back. Oh, big. no, no. They, they bought the team in 2005, so 2000, and their biggest... Their biggest disappointment in a playoff was 2009 NFC title game. And
2: can you really fault the Wolves for anything they've done from a football management so. standpoint? I actually don't think
3: you can. They no. pour money into the that Vi- team. The Vikings are, of the teams in this town, the Vikings are probably the most cursed when it comes to high-profile heartbreak. Okay. Like the Wolves have been, the Wolves are for the most part just... You know. The world's traffic and, and heartbreak. The generally... And the wild, the wild has done nothing, really. Part of that is because
1: the Vikings are generally well-run. They don't have... Yeah, the... awful seasons for long
3: periods of time. Yeah, they don't have the awful seasons for a long All period right. of time, and they don't have the poor management. Kyle says this on Twitter. He, he says, I truthfully think the players feed off the fans. Sometimes I wonder how much the fan base influences a free agent's decision to come here to sign with the team or not. I don't think that they... Are people... Are people down on the fan base? Are, are we blaming? Are we actually blaming the
1: fan base? I don't think free agents are influenced by the fan base because they don't know the fan base well enough.
3: I think they're influenced by things like the climate probably at times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I don't I don't think that they look at the fans. I don't think that they You don't think when a guy's considering coming care.
2: to Minnesota, he pulls up Twins Twitter? I don't think he gives up. <laughs> does he how Twins fans think? No? I don't think he gives a darn, do you? <laughs> you don't you? think that's a thing? No, nah, probably not. Give me my money and can I win? And what's the weather like? Although I don't care about the weather, but that's how these guys think. I I live in any weather.
3: One, two, three, like that. You think?
2: Yeah. My TV looks because if same I get because if live. I
3: get paid, if I'm cousins, I'm coming here heartbeat. Gave me 28 million a year, guaranteed. I mean, fully guaranteed. If I win, awesome. If I don't win, duh. Right. I made 84 million dollars over three years. But I think the, I think this poll is very intriguing. Mm. I know you
2: don't want to believe in. I, I, you know what? And to, I don't believe in it, and I'm disappointed that so many people do. To be quite honest with you,
3: Jonathan keeps telling you.
2: Do You believe in magic too?
1: Curses! Ooh, they're cursed. Cubs were cursed for a long time. They weren't. weren't
2: they? Their curse was Tribune ownership. That was their curse. Chicago and Tribune. And the Billy Goat, owner. but
3: that and that Billy Goat was a pain in the ass.
2: Billy Goat meant nothing. The
3: Billy Goat didn't get in. What you know? What happened next?
2: Go ahead and put another Billy Goat curse on the team. It has no bearing. Yeah, I said it. I said it.
0: Mackie and Judd what with Robbie. You do that? Back right after this. Hey, everyone. It's Phil Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you right now. I've been a business owner in my life a couple different times, actually. And so I can relate to what you go through on a daily, on an hourly, on a monthly, annual basis, that roller coaster ride and that never-ending sea of problems over here, but also the exhilaration of those incremental wins over there. You get the whole spectrum of... When you're a business owner. And so if you're in this group, I recommend getting to know Federated Insurance, which has over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local marketing representative. You won't regret it. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours.